Yes, ma'am, I read you loud and clear. Yes, ma'am, this is... Yes, ma'am, this is... This is the present. No, I mean, yes. Okay. All right. I mean, no. I mean, yes. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> all right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. This is the president. I'm your, I am your host, Mr. Scott Colonico. This is episode number 13, Ronald Reagan, Wear Your Underwear. That's what I'm calling it right now. And again, once again, we've got a special guest, my special guest all the way from New York City, Mr. Harmon. Forget about it. Forget yeah. about it. I'm eating pizza. I'm healing the calves. Forget about it. All right. Well, you're we're you, you, you know you're, we're still kind of in audition mode here for you, Harmon. This might oh you know, with <laughs> oh, you mean this is make or break time? Yeah. I mean with with, uh, <laughs> with President Trump, we might need you around for another four years. Oh, are, are you gonna crunch the Google Analytics on uh, yeah. the traffic on this episode? If it yeah, spikes, well, I get to stay on. Yeah, you do. I mean, this is it, dude. You, you're there. You're like our New York City correspondent. Forget about it. Forget it. I got. I mean, the pizza. So how uh, how's New York City taking the election there? Yeah, you know what really is like fucked is that whenever Trump's in town at Trump Tower, they close off like like about four blocks of Fifth Avenue. So it's just basically they police barricade, you know, anything remotely near. Uh, Trump Tower whenever he's like there or, you know, his representatives or Pence or Giuliani is there. They, they, they block off, you know, like three city blocks in New York in already congested traffic New York. So what was the, what was the election like over there? Oh, man. So I started with like such optimism. Like it was my first time voting in New York. So I went to like the uh, public school, like, you know, down the street from me. And I was like, I'm part of the system. I'm going to help Hillary. And it was just like so optimistic. And then we went to this bar um, kind of in my neighborhood and it just started off, oh, you know, like walking to the bar, you know, watching CNN on my phone. And it's like, all right, yay. And then it just got so grim. God, <laughs> it just turned grim. And then just slowly, you know, just people just started trickling out and leaving and it, it was just like, it was like, you know, like a week or so before the Cubs won the World Series. And that was just like so exciting. And it was just like the opposite of the Cubs winning the World Series, as you can get. <laughs> it was the anti-Cubs so anti winning World Series. Anti-Cubs. Yeah. So what, so what was the end of the night like? Oh, end of the night was just like, it was just finally like, uh, let's go. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I mean, it was like Trump was up. And it was still states to check in, but it was just like obvious and like checking on your phones and like New York Times is already calling it a win for Trump. And then you wake up in the morning and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the first thing, you know, you see on CNN, you know, is uh, headlines of Trump giving his victory speech. Oh my God, dude. It's like so fucked. Yeah, I mean, just like talking about it, just like hits you. It's like unbelievable. So, how are you? What are, what are your plans for handling four years of Trump? Uh, four years of really good shows that lambast everything he does. 
<laughs> so it might be pretty good for comedy. Um, yeah. I mean, in, in a sense, uh, Trump has created some new jobs. He's created new jobs for me. <laughs> so there you go. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's keeping his word. <laughs> so I'm getting more gigs. <laughs> but don't, don't, don't. Oh, okay, internet trolls. I'm, I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'd rather have less gigs, internet trolls. Okay. Just putting that out there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's good. You got to watch out for the trolls, man. They're always out there. They're ready. Oh, yeah. Right. Yesterday, I actually succumbed to getting in a Twitter battle with a Trump supporter. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Just someone, they had like maybe 50 followers, but, you know, they like gave me a snarky comment and I thought of a funnier one and then just kept at it about like 10 more exchanges. It's like, oh, no, no, don't engage the trolls. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's, you know, in the interest of never going there, let's let's talk about our, our this week's phone call. This is one of my new discoveries. I found they actually do have phone calls at oh, the yeah? Reagan Library. Um, he didn't, yeah, the, he didn't tape mm-hmm. all the phone calls like LBJ was doing. I think by that time, people, <laughs> they figured out that might not be a good <laughs> idea. So there's only select right. phone calls that, uh, yeah, it's usually, it's, if he's doing a broadcast mm-hmm. for something, if he's doing a broadcast to like a, a you know, uh, people gathered for a party or something, that's when they'll record them. But there, there's a few on here that I think that look like genuinely, um, kind of unknown calls, like the the one that we had, the podcast we had a couple weeks, uh, a couple episodes ago about President Reagan calling the kidnapper. That was, was there was oh, I had yeah. high hopes for that one, and it wound up it wound up being uh, the kidnapper hung up every time Reagan called. So there's nothing there, but it's oh, got wow. a good title. I, yeah, I didn't hear that. That sounds interesting. Hey everyone, this is Scott here. As you can tell, this has been recorded at another time. We experienced some technical issues over the Skype call between me and Harmon right when I was about to introduce the call. So I just wanted to step in and make sure that all of you guys knew what we were talking about just for the record. So today's phone call is tape number 2446 on February the 5th of 1984. The title of the tape is called... Remarks by President Reagan during telephone call to his brother Neil Reagan in Dixon, Illinois. So that's just the facts of the phone call there. I mentioned to Harmon that Neil, Ron's brother, was about three years older and he actually followed Ronald Reagan out to California. He worked in the advertising industry and then he also became an actor like his brother Ronald. And th- But he really wound up becoming a film director and he directed uh, a bunch of the shows on TV including Death Valley Days which is the show that Ronald Reagan is most famously known for. So that's kind of the setup. That's what you missed. We'll get these technical issues worked out. Everything else seems to be pretty good after the phone call so stick around for a Harmon's Ronald Reagan impression and all sorts of other goodness. All right, so let's take it away with the phone call. Ronald Reagan calling Neil Reagan in February of 1984. Yes, I can. Well, you're a little faint, so speak up. Okay, I'm getting used to your presence. Neil Reagan, you ready, sir? Yep. Hello. Hi. Yeah, hello. You're there a day early. Yeah, trouble missing to give me away. <laughs> Listen, I understand uh, that we're being listened to there by a number of people who've been most generous with regard to the festivities there. Hey, don't worry about it. They're all paid. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I, 
I just, I know you probably have already said thanks to him, but I want to express my appreciation, too, to all of you there. I know that many old friends are there, lifetime friends, for that matter. And uh, listen, if you suppose there's any time tomorrow when I get there that we can get the O'Malley kids uh, to come over and we could play another football game in the side, side yard. All you'd have to do is take one look at both of them. They're so old and they can't even get off a chair. <laughs> uh, listen, incidentally, I have a little surprise for you. I'm not a surprise for you. If you're working on one, I brought it with me to my car. All right, but you know that we never knew much about our father, Jack's family, because he'd been orphaned when he was just a little boy. And we found out a lot more uh, in these last couple of years. Well, I just found out something else, and I think it might be of interest to the people there also. Our grandfather, John Reagan, took a bride who was named Cusick. Cusick was her last name. And guess where he found her? In Dixon, Illinois. In Dixon. Dixon, Illinois? Yep. So our, we weren't the first of the family to... Uh, to live there. Our grandmother lived there and then went on over to Iowa with uh, our grandfather. Trace her down to see if there's anything in the stuff that can pick them and the money to pay for the rest of the world. <laughs> well, again, I just, I won't keep you there. I know you're having all having a good time and I'm looking forward to, to getting there tomorrow. But again, I do just want to thank all of you. I know that you've done this to save the city from the expense that uh, goes with the whole thing that's going on uh, tomorrow, and I think that's wonderful. And now if I could get a few thousand people to do the same thing for the federal government, well, we'd uh, reduce the deficit a little bit. The poor folks out in the country appreciate it. Well, I know you must have seen some old friends since you've been there and that are present tonight. Sure have. Well, I'm, I'm sure looking forward to it. Yes, I understand. It's a little cool out there. Huh? I understand it's a little cool out there. It sure is. Uh, now, just give me a hint of the temperature and what, is, uh, what we can expect. Colder than the winter. I don't, I don't look at Christmas. Uh, it's cold. It's cold. Where are the lawns? Is it snowing? Uh, it wasn't when I came in, but it stopped. It stopped. Okay. All right. God bless you all, and we'll see you tomorrow. All right. Good night. So it was. Uh, yeah, he sure made a lot of boring calls. <laughs> yeah, that was. Well, this is the most. <laughs> I mean, basically, what, what is the takeaway? That uh, A, we learned that he has a brother. And then B, we learned that. Uh, was it his grandfather was an orphan? Yeah, some And he like didn't know his family. And uh, second, um, uh, he married a woman named Cusack. So maybe there's some yeah, lineage uh, to John Cusack. Uh, that could be, maybe that is. He, that's not enough of a takeaway for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Wait, hold on. What? Because he, he was in Dixon, Illinois. Ah, and John Cusack, Cusack from uh, Illinois. 
Yeah. He's from Chicago. Oh my god, we should we should dig it. We might have we might have a scoop here. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I think the Cusacks would know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, maybe. Maybe or maybe they know and they just don't want to Yeah, them. yeah. Maybe like John Cusacks to Reagan what Billy Bush is to George W. Yeah. Ah. I mean that's what I'm that's all I was saying is that that um these all men they're all they're not all gonna be winners. You yeah, know, where so do we much. break this story? <laughs> which, which news? Which, which major news outlet do we break this story? The scoop to <laughs> the, the John the John Cusack Rogan connection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll do we'll do a little bit more more research. Is it is it TMZ or the New York Times with this one? <laughs> and then uh, what, what's the takeaway at the end that he was holding a big event and uh, charity event and he was paying for it or the, they were having a bunch of people were at his brother's mm-hmm. house. And, right. and R- R- Ronald Reagan was calling them to say thank you for coming because they like they had like a charity dinner for him or something right. like that. Yeah, it's uh, I think the official in the, the I found it in the presidential diary. Um, mm-hmm. It just says uh, uh, it says for Ronald Reagan he was at his boyhood home was where he went to. Ah. So, yeah. And you might want to fill in the podcast listeners exactly who his brother was and what. Actually, he did, which is kind of interesting. Ronald Reagan? Reagan, Yeah, yeah, Reagan's brother. His brother, Neil. Yeah. He was a film director. director. And one of his projects was... Oh, Death Valley Days. And who starred in it? (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving you with the questions, dude. Oh, okay. Are you trying to... to, No, no, um, it's interesting that his... I didn't know he had a brother, let alone was a TV director, and then also worked with uh, Ronald, you know, on a TV show. I didn't know that. But the interesting thing to me is, you know where they went right after this phone call, or after... So after he had the phone call... He went to Dixon, Illinois, was hanging out, yeah. went to Eureka, and then they left right. Right, right after that. Yeah, You know, yep. you know no, where wait. they went uh, to? I, I, not only am I going to take a stab at this, but I'm also going to do an impression. Okay. All right. Uh, so lead, lead me into my, my, my response again. <laughs> and so do you know where they went to after leaving, departing Eureka, Illinois, in Air Force One? <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. <laughs> what, was what, what was that? He went to Berlin? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know what year this is. <laughs> I just wanted to do that impression. This is like the third time. That was time good, right? Yeah. It was okay. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. It was, it was nineteen. It was nineteen eighty four. Nineteen eighty four. Yep. Right after this, after he went to this old college and everything, they went to Las mm-hmm. Vegas. And guess what hotel oh, yeah. they stayed at? Circus Circus. The Sands. You know the Sands yep. like with Frank Sinatra and stuff. The Sands is proud to present a wonderful new show, A Man and His Music, and the man is Frank Sinatra. Uh, is there more to that? Okay. All right. That's that's good to know. I thought it was a I thought it was a lot better than than. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. 
and what what was the what was the reason for going to Las Vegas in the sands? Um, it does. Oh, they're on their way back to California to the Western White House. <laughs> it's all about the spaces in between that make the interesting story. But here's yeah, here's speaking of the here, speaking of that because mm-hmm. even like the older presidential diaries, they'll say if somebody like if LBJ went to LBJ Ranch, it'll say exactly what he did each minute. And on these Reagan ones, this is like mm-hmm. days that are just blank on here, which is really weird. But who who looking at who would be doing the diary? Uh, like his uh... it was so apparently it was spo- it was supposed to be somebody from the National Archives, but then they uh-huh. actually say in the Ronald Reagan Library description that some days they just couldn't keep up with him, or, or but it's just really weird because I've never seen this in a diary like so. Tuesday, February 7th, 1984, uh-huh. a couple entries. And then on Wednesday, February the 8th, it just says ranch. And then <laughs> on Thursday, Thursday, February 9th, it, says, it just says ranch. And then in parentheses, phone, phone call to space shuttle. Mm. <laughs> and then on Friday, February the 10th, it just says ranch. So well, maybe it was, it was like they're recording what type of salad dressing he likes. No, ranch. No, I know, I know, not space shuttle. I know. So you're doing what I was doing to you. You did it to me. The old bait and switch and switch again. Oh my god! All right. Yeah, I saw I saw some old Saturday Night Live clip that had Joe Piscopo during a. It's basically the joke is that he's Ronald Reagan, but he slowly turns into the Nutty Professor. Jerry Lewis. Oh, that's crazy! Because then his castmate was Eddie Murphy, who also turned into the Nutty Professor. Yeah, oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of a, uh, I'll drop a clip in there. My fellow Americans, in uh, recent days, all of you have been swamped by a sea of economic statistics. Some good, some bad, and, well, some just plain confusing. This chart, the uh, blue line, represents inflation. And like unemployment, inflation has zigzagged over the last decade. But uh, you can see that up to now, the long-term trend has been upwards. <laughs> would, it, would it make the Saturday Night Live best of Joe Piscopal DVD? It'd, it'd, make the, it'd make the Broadway video VHS tape, maybe. <laughs> Joe Piscopo. Yeah. Yes, ma'am, I read you loud and clear. Yes, ma'am, this is... Yes, ma'am, this is... This is the present. Oh, the 80s. Yeah. Well, Harmon, uh, thanks for being on here. We'll uh, run this through the computers and see how you do in terms of... Oh, the, the uh, analytics? You know, analytics and the ratings. And oh, man. You are, in, you are in New York City. What do you have going on? Let's say before the end of the year. Like show-wise or life-wise? Yeah, show-wise. What do you got oh, to plug away? Yeah, dude? yeah. So I run a regular storytelling show called Tale, uh, which is going to be uh, it's our fourth year anniversary at uh, December 15th at the KGB Bar. It's a monthly show. And then run Video Tale at the Pit. And then we're going to run regular monthly show Political Tale, all political storytelling at the Sidewalk Cafe. Awesome. And how do uh, people want to come see your show or get a hold of you? How do they? How do oh, they let's plug the Twitter account at uh, Harmon Leon on Twitter. Okay, excellent. And do you have a website? Yeah, HarmonLeon.com. You weren't as excited about that one. It's all about microblogs. Yeah, yeah. It's all. No, I rather just. Uh, I rather plug the Instagram account. 
At okay, Harmon yeah. Leon What's on that? At, at Instagram. Okay, there you go. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Well, thank you again for being on, Mr. Harmon Leon. Uh, my name has been Scott Kalonico. You've been listening to This is the President. Thanks again, everyone. We're starting to get a little more regular with these. We'll try to have another one out. Uh, Harmon, you be available, I think, maybe test for the next couple of weeks, maybe? Yeah, maybe. sure. <laughs> okay, okay, thank you. Um, the web- website is scottclonico.com. You can find the podcast on iTunes, and we'll be getting out to Google Play Store pretty soon. But you can also download the podcast at the website. My Twitter is at scottclonico.com. If you have any requests for any kind of presidential tapes, let me go. We haven't even touched Jimmy Carter yet. I mean, not like, not touched him in that yeah. kind of way. But, Let's uh, Bill Clinton. Uh-huh. Got stuff to go. No, just kidding. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thanks for being on Harmon, and thanks everyone for listening. And we'll see you soon. Now we have a great surprise for you. We have Mr. Joe Piscopo. If you haven't heard of him which we all have. He is a television, film, theater, nightclub, all fields where he has won acclaim and affection of millions. For over 25 years, Joe's been one of the show's brightest lights. In 1980, he was chose to form a newly ensemble on this kind of new little show you've probably never heard of, SNL, Saturday Night Live where he left his mark on the nation thanks to his wide range of hilarious characters and celebrity impersonations. I love him because he's a regular on Fox Business and Fox News Channel. Please give us a warm welcome for Joe Piscopo. I come here with such great respect. I'm so humbled to be here. I was just doing a show in Spring Hill, right? And I get a call, Joe, will you drop by Tampa? And when you say, will you say hi to the good folks of Tampa for Donald J. Trump? I said, you try to keep me away, baby. You try to keep me away. I am so there.